Train hard and prove it. Race the Reaper is a six-plus-mile course with 20 obstacles held in Yamhill, Oregon. If you want to experience Oregon's premier OCR event, come join us on July 19th and experience amazing terrain and unique obstacle design. We pride ourselves in obstacle designs that aren't the norm. Every year, at least half of our obstacle designs are different. Reaper faithfuls are always wondering what's next. Visit www.racethereaper.org for more information. Welcome to the Obstacle Racing Media Podcast. No, do a different one. Oh, we got to do that one just one more time. The Obstacle Racing Media Podcast. Yeah! Get up! Yeah! Yes! Here we go again, give you more, nothing lesser. Back on the mic is the antidepressor. Add rock, no pressure. Yes, we need this. The best is here to come in. Yes, believe this. Let go my echo while I flex my EO. Sip on Prosecco, dressed up tuxedo. Sip a coffee playing Kino in the casino. Wanna look your number? Ask Mike Dino. Avoid a competition like a flamethrower. Good day, everyone. Welcome to the Obstacle Racing Media Podcast. I'm your host, Matt B. Davis. That was my eldest son, Jackson, pretending to be your host for a little Father's Day action. Happy Father's Day, everybody. On today's episode, Rob McCoy and Rose Wetzel coming up very shortly. As always, please do check out our sponsors. This week's episode, Race the Reaper. Check them out in the Great Northwest. I'll be going there. That's right, me. I'll be going there to the Great Northwest July 19th. So if you're anywhere near there and want to see me there, give a holler, as we say down south. As always, excited to bring you another episode. As always, excited to remind you that the book, Down and Dirty, The Essential Training Guide for Mud Runs and Obstacle Races, is still on pre-order, available, Amazon. Go for it. Google that shit or go to our website and find it. Let's jump right into today's episode. Uh, Rob McCoy is a great dude. He's one of those men doing it right, as we say. Local guy uh, in New England, not trying to set the world on fire and say he's going to produce 30 events across the country, uh, building up a great local following, doing it right. Got to meet him at Panic in the Dark last year and officially meet him anyway. And uh, here's the interview I had with him by phone a few weeks ago. All right, Rob. So thanks for uh, making time today. Appreciate you uh, you making some uh, some time for us today. Thank you, sir, for having me. So let's tell the folks a little bit about kind of your background and how the Fit Challenge was born. Fit Challenge was born a little over a year ago. Um, I am an obstacle course racer myself, driving home from our good friend Fred Smith's Blizzard Blast um, last year, and got the idea that. It's something I'd like to do myself, so put together the whole idea of the Fit Challenge, found a venue, and we had our first event in August of 2013, um, had 1,232 registered runners, and it was great. People loved it. Um, it kind of it gave them that experience of an obstacle course race, but it was you know kind of a, of a less threatening type of event, uh, but it still gave them you know, that challenge, and that's kind of been, you know, our, our business motto and, and what we've been all about, where, you know, we're more of an event, not a race, and 
it's about a challenge and everybody's challenge is different and uh, we just want you to come and push yourself and overcome whatever challenge that might be. So, you know, starting last year, you know, that's really kind of when a lot of races started, uh, that's my baby, started hitting the, the proverbial wall and getting really low numbers or, or not happening altogether. I'd say for a, you know, for a local race, that's, that's a huge win. How are you able, do you think, to kind of weave through the clutter of that time? And we'll get to your, your, the race that just happened shortly, but how were you able, able to weave through the clutter to get that first race to be so successful? Sure. Um, you know, I'd say a couple things. Since I'm a racer myself, I, I kind of knew that for a local OCR, the, the, the death sentence for a local OCR is to schedule your event the same day as another event. So I, I scoured the race calendar and found a, 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 an open weekend. Um, so that was first. You know, second is that, uh, you know, being a racer, I'm heavily involved in the local racing community. Um, the New England Spartan team, which you're very familiar with, um, I kind of latched on to them. Um, and they've not only become tremendous supporters of, of the event, they've become a part of the event. And, you know, they're very, very, very good friends of mine. And, and to be honest with you, I don't think the race would be possible without them, without the members of that community for, for helping me. And then, you know, thirdly, I think we were able to, um, you know, we used the discount sites, but we used them in a, in a strategic way where uh, we, we geared the registration so that people, when they purchased a, a Living Soldier or a Groupon deal, it wasn't any cheaper than what somebody had already paid. So we were able to, I don't want to say manipulate it, that that's probably too harsh of a word, but we were able to use that to our advantage and use their marketing reach and use their, their push uh, to help get us racers, to help get the, the name known and, you know, kind of get us, get us off and running. So tell me, when you say a little, a little bit different, tell me kind of some of the unique things that you provide as a race that some of the others don't. Well, you know, again, we're, you know, we, we pride ourselves on the fact that we're a challenge. We're not a race. You know, we do time you, you do get a time, so that's great as well. But for us, you know, we don't have obstacle penalties. We don't have, um, you know, anything in that regard. We don't have any, you know, everybody says, oh, barbed wire or electricity or, you know, any, any fully submerged underwater types of things. You know, we don't have that. Um, we've got certainly challenges with a number of different walls. We had a hill carry, uh, you know, a, a wreck bag carry up, up a hill. Um, you know, we, we also incorporate the CrossFit element to it. Um, we work with a local CrossFit box, and they come in and provide um, different elements that, that people do in this CrossFit field. Um, you know, we have the cargo net, the balance beams, and the monkey bars. Um, so, you know, we, we kind of we give that, especially the, the second one that we just had in April, you know, you, we give that feel of a bigger type event and a national type event, but still maintain the, the intimacy of, of a local race where we still have, you know, the New England Spot community and we let people bring food and we had it at a park with a zoo and, you know, picnic areas and that kind of stuff. So, um, you know, we, we, we'll never forget what we're all about, which is, you know, we're a local OCR. That's what we're going to be. That's what we're always going to be. And that's what we want. So, like, how many races a year do you want to put on or do you think you can put on? I'd like to do two, you know, to be honest, like a, a spring and a fall, um, and I'll be 100% honest with you, I want, I don't want the races to interfere with my 
racing schedule myself. You know, this past weekend we were at City Field with you know, my elite team. We had a great weekend, a ton of success, and you know, I'm a, I'm scheduled for over 30 races this year myself. So I don't want the last thing I'm going to do is schedule mine to interfere with anything else because I'm going to be running the other ones. Right. Hang on, let me let me fix him real quick. Hang on a second. Sure, man. All right, I'm just going to let it continue to roll, and if we get interrupted, I'm just going to uh, I'll edit it. I'll kind of edit it later. Sure, man. So, um, you know, I, I was able to meet with Paul this past weekend, and, and he specifically uh, spoke about you and your event and, and how you were able to uh, kind of – it seems like the community has done what isn't really happening that I can tell anywhere else, and that's working with the other race directors as closely as you do. I mean, I know that in some of the other parts of the country they've talked – but you guys seem to have kind of a little sort of, I don't know, coalition up there. How is how has yeah. all that happened? Well, you know, I, I when I came into this game, you know, I was very, very, very open about working with people, and initially, I didn't really have many people that wanted to do that, and that's fine. But you know, after the success of our first event, everybody starts to kind of notice things, and they say, "Oh, well, you know, this yeah. this this event got this this amount of people, so maybe this is somebody we want to work with." And then I. You know, I haven't been anything but cooperative with other people and, and willing to work with other people. And when people see, you know, it's, it's one thing to talk about it, it's another thing to do it. But, you know, when you and, you and I are both very good friends with Fred Smith, you know, when he's put on the Blizzard Blast and needed a cargo net, you know, he had my cargo net. And he needed to borrow a four-wheeler, he had my four-wheeler. So, and then when I, you know, my DJ fell through at the last minute, he came down and was my DJ for the day. So, you know, little things like that where it's it's one thing for people to say, it's another thing for people actually to do it. And I think that we've all, we're all in, under the, we all know that it's the same racers, it's the same people that we're, that we want to get at our events. And we're not competing with one another for racers, we're, we want the same racers. And as long as our events aren't on the same weekend, there's no reason why we can't work together. And there's no reason why Fit Challengers shouldn't be running the Blizzard Blast or Panic in the Dark or Tough Scramblers. You know, they, they should be doing those things. And the more people that run those events, the more people that run my events. And the more people that run their events and, you know, vice versa. So I think that we've all kind of, with, with the help of the Spartans and with the help of just really great people being race directors, I think we've been able to get through to a lot of people. And, you know, anybody who thinks they have all the answers themselves find out quickly that they don't. And... You know, the next thing you know, there's a, a, a wind gust, you know, down on the south shore and the event gets canceled. So, uh, you know, that certainly is, that certainly is not going to be any of the race local events. Um, and, uh, you know, we, we kind of pride ourselves on that and in our region and, and what we're all about. The race local thing is just tremendous and uh, very proud to be a part of it. Yeah, for those that aren't aware, the, the, the race that you're referring to, or I believe you're referring to, was Ruckus, which was a nationwide series uh, that, you know, seemed to be doing great, uh, canceled literally two days before their last event, because I was supposed to do it, um, and then canceled their Georgia, and then canceled their Georgia race, which, which was down here a few weeks later, just kind of kind of went away. And, you know, to me, all that stuff seems to be, it seems to be such a no-brainer, um, but this killer be killed attitude from some of the big races and some of the small races. It's just so ridiculous because obviously, like you said, if, 
if my race is in May and yours is in June or my race is in May and yours is in October, you know, why not share resources? It just, you know, and, and, you know, be a platform for each other. That was what's, what really stood out to me when I came to Fred's race, uh, was seeing you there and obviously openly promoting your event and the Balderdash people were there and you just don't see that. Or at least I haven't seen that, as I said, at, at many other races where the community gets together like that. Yeah, it, it's and it's a shame because and, you know, I've through the success of Fit, you know, I've, I've had some people reach out to me for some help in some different areas, and you know, in the initial conversations with them, I think you can kind of tell what their success is going to be, and if you know, you're talking about five K racers, and you're, you're you know, you're talking about you know multinational events, you're all over the place, and you're doing all these kinds of things, and you haven't even done a race yet. You know, I don't. I think all of us come from humble beginnings, and I don't think any of any of our race locals have any you know plans for nationwide dominance. I certainly don't. Um, and you got to kind of grow naturally. You know, I'm, I'm opening in a couple of weeks. I'm opening a, a obstacle course race training center uh, at a local gym in Cumberland, Rhode Island. So we're going to kind of expand into that market a little bit. But you know, we didn't before my August race last year. I didn't talk about doing an event in August and then doing another one in in October in Houston, you know, wherever, in Baltimore, or then another one down in, uh, you know, South Carolina, and then another one out in California. You know, do one. Start with one. <laughs> Have, you know, figure it out. You're, it's Believe me, I can't believe how much I didn't know before the August event. And then the one in April was, was great. You know, the most recent one we had was awesome. But I can't tell you how much I learned and how much better the next event is going to be as a result of that. You know, I don't know how you how some of these companies, and I think we've seen it with the ones that have folded, they try to bite off more than they can chew. It is a tremendous, tremendous amount of work. There's so many moving parts. There's so many people involved. There's so many different things that have to fall together all at the right place for it to be successful. And one stupid little thing can, you know, break your event. And, you know, the big boys, the Tough Mudder, the, the Warrior Dash and Spartan races, I mean, those guys have so many resources at their at their disposal. Anybody that comes into this game that says they're going to take on those big three, you might as well write them off right now because they're not. You know, I'm going to take over the world and we're going to be the next best, greatest thing in the world. Nope, you're just another one that's going to fold tomorrow. You're not. You know, be what you are. Have a good event. Have a fun event. You know, show, you know, progress. You know, make up for, you know, we ran out of t-shirts my first event. It sucked. There was nothing I could do. I, I expected to have a bunch more t-shirts come from the sponsor. They only brought a limited amount. We ran out of t-shirts. That was an epic fail on my behalf. And it still keeps me up at night. But you know what? We didn't run out of t-shirts last time. Well, and what no, did we, you do for those folks at the first event that got Paul and everyone else to still believe in you and, and come back the next time? What's that? What, what did you do what, to, to make up for it? Because obviously, you know, you, you retained a lot of people and, and still got yeah, the help. Well, I mean, well, what we do, we obviously had a better venue the second time around. You know, I, I, I tried as best I could to mail as many t-shirts to people as possible. I just don't, you know, being a small race, I just didn't have the resources by which to do it. I gave a ton of discount codes away for the people that, you know, were inconvenienced or anybody had a problem or, you know, whatever it, it could. You know, I addressed every everything and I knew it. And I just apologized. I said, listen, I was honest with people. I said, you know, we had a sponsorship with the t-shirts. We were expecting X amount of number. They showed up with Y amount of number. Nothing I can do. You know, I was just honest. I, I, I said, we'll take this one on the chin, and, and, and that's it. But, you know, this time, and then what you do is you accept what you did. You know, you, you admit when you're wrong. 
and you make it right. And I'll tell you right now, there's a box of 300 t-shirts in my garage right now from last event. We didn't run out. Right. <laughs> we didn't run out the second. You know, we didn't run out the second time around. And, and, and you said you're opening up a gym. What is your? Uh, do you mind telling folks what you do, kind of day to day? Yeah, sure. I'm, I'm a high school teacher, actually. So I, I teach. Um, I teach high school, and I have a local gym in Cumberland, Rhode Island, that has a great outdoor area that we are going to convert into an obstacle course race training center. So we're going to focus specifically on that type of training. I've got all my obstacles for my race that are going to be there. We're going to set up a little course outside. Um, it's a big area, really large area. The, the, um, the facility is tremendous. It's a uh, it's four-court uh, racket fitness center, and they've got eight indoor tennis courts. So there's a huge indoor area to train. They have a health club. Um, they have great facilities. So we're going to, we're just going to kind of, you know, use that area for obstacle course race training. And, and we've just started an elite team. So I've got, you know, six guys on an elite team and most of them are, are trainers or nutritionists or somewhere involved with that. So we're going to have those guys, you know, work out out of the facility and also do some training out of the facility and just, you know, give that opportunity for people to have a place to train. You know, it's just, it's, it's something to kind of, you know, supplement what we're doing with the race. Um, and we're going to, you know, we've come up with a way that we're going to track people. Um, you know, people come in and it's like, okay, you know, I want to get ready for a tough mutter or I want to get ready for the Spartan race or I want to do the trifecta this year or, you know, I just want to finish one. You know, whatever it might be, we'll, we'll develop and design programs uh, for them to do that. And are you... Uh, are you going to be in competition with those other guys? Isn't there another one down there, Unleashed? It was Unleashed. Unleashed? Yeah, are you near those guys? Or? Yeah, they have a tremendous facility. Absolutely tremendous facility, and I highly recommend that to anybody. You know, we're a little bit different. Ours is outdoors. So, oh, cool. Yeah, so, I mean, we'll be outside. It's two. Uh, we're going to build the course in, in two beach volleyball courts that are now not being used anymore. And then we have a big parking lot where we're going to do, you know, a lot of functional training types of things. So um, ours is a little bit different than theirs in the sense that we're outside, but, um, you know, still along the same lines um, as, as, what, as what they're doing and what they're doing a great job with. So next up, my interview with Rose Wetzel. This was from the U.S. OCR conference back in April. Uh, but she, since she and I had never met and never talked, uh, we had a much longer conversation than just about USOCR, which we cover a little bit in this interview, uh, but we also cover a lot about her and her background. At the time, she had just started and won a couple of races. Uh, since this interview, I think she's won three or four. To be honest, Spartan's new ranking system page looks a little wacky, so I couldn't exactly figure out, um, but she's been kicking ass in the circuit. She's beat Amelia, uh, beat a lot of other people. Um, but I think this is a great opportunity to learn about this uh, newcomer in our sport who's, uh, who's making some waves. Here's me and Rose. Rose and I. So let us start with, Rose, where do you live? I live in Seattle. Okay. And when did you start racing? I started racing about seven or eight months ago at the Sprint Super, let's see, at the Spartan Sprint Championship in Washuga, Washington, which I had, I had no idea it was a championship race. But uh, were you even in the elite? Oh, I was in the lead for quite a bit. <laughs> yeah, I was in the, I was in the lead for oh, not quite a bit, for a little while, partway through. And I remember coming upon us in front of Amelia, but not front by my much. Did you know who she was? No, I had no idea who anybody was. All I knew was my buddy was like, "Hey, you should try obstacle racing. I think you'd be really good at it." 
And I was like, oh, what is it like? He's like, oh, well, it's running, plus strength stuff, climbing up stuff. And I was like, cool, I love all that stuff. I've always been extra strong for a runner. Maybe this would be a great thing for me. So I've been training him for track all year. And so um, I was like, sure, I'll try it. So I go, and um, no idea what to expect, really, right? And I go, and I am uh, at one point in the, in the lead, and I remember just, I'm in the lead, one point, and I run up to a big pile of uh, chains and blocks and another pile of logs. And I run up, and I was like, what do I do? I'm like, intensely. And they were like, oh, you pick up the block. And then they're like, so I pick up the block. And like, I mean, you dragged the block. And I was just like, and then Amelia goes whizzing past. <laughs> and that was it. But you know, Amelia won by so much. It's, I'm not trying to insinuate that I would win. In fact, I got fourth. So April and somebody else also passed me. But my point is that it was fun to be like, wow, this is a $2,000 prize money race. And I'm in the lead right now. Like, this is awesome. Um, although I obviously didn't know how to pace myself. And I didn't know how to do so many of the actual obstacles. Right. That, um... Yeah, it ended up obviously did, you ta- did you talk to any of those women after the race? Amelia came up and introduced herself to me, actually. That was nice of her. Yeah. Um, but yeah, just Amelia. Right. Mm-hmm. And so from there, were you like, wow, I got to do this more. You know, I was so tired at the end of that race that I, at one point, there's a picture of me with April right behind me going up and down the, like, um, let's see, mud pits, I guess they're called. Like, rolling mud? Rolling mud. At one point, there's a picture of me that I have where I'm on top of the rolling mud, and I'm crawling, like bear crawling, like meaning like I couldn't even stand up straight. I was so tired. And my husband was there, was there and he was like, you were toast. He was like, I figured you were either going to hate it or absolutely love it and want to do it over and over. And sure enough, I was like, that was awesome. <laughs> I got to practice. So, and, and I missed the spear throw. But I was still in like second or third, second place I think by then. But um, I did apparently, according to I think Julianne Sproles or whoever it was who was watching, I did the world's most perfect burpees, like full push-up down. April did hers at least twice as quickly, although she's also just really good at doing them. Right. But I was just doing full push-up down, full right. push-up up, jump. I, mean, I probably it took me probably three minutes to do those burpees. Right. <laughs> so I had a lot to learn. Um, but uh, but I was just so pumped about this different sport, and I still love running, and I always love running, and I'm so grateful for what it did for me in my life and paid for college and gave me a, a confidence boost, all that. But at the end of the day, the variety that obstacle racing brings me just makes my workouts more fun, more interesting, um, makes my runs more interesting. Now I'm going for a run and I'm looking around at the different things around me and thinking, how can I jump over that and crawl under that and climb up that? And but see, this is awesome. But see, this is the thing. Those of us <laughs> that that you just described every one of ours experience, right? Yeah. Like all of us that just eat the shit up, right? Yeah. And I don't understand how that doesn't happen for every other Some runner. people don't like to get muddy. I mean, I mean, I'm not the girliest girl, right? I can look down and see mud in my fingernails and say, oh, uh, it's from a race. But, but I'm saying the way that you're like just so lit up by it yeah. because you're like, oh, running is great, but this is like this whole other world. Yeah. That even if you're not that strong, right? Because at first, when I first started doing this, I couldn't, I couldn't climb up rope, I couldn't do monkey bars. Yeah. But I, I mean, still understand how everybody who does it doesn't feel the exact same yeah. way. Well, not everyone is as weird and masochistic <laughs> as we are. I mean, I'm in a point in my life. I'm, I'm, I'm very comfortable with being uncomfortable, right? I have a positive association with pain. Not everybody does. If you don't grow up as an athlete, if you're not exposed, I mean, I, I had six brothers and two sisters. We ran around all the time, Catholic. <laughs> well, you know, my, my parents are super Catholic, at least. But um, it's like I grew up running around. In our family, we were not rewarded with money or uh, candy or food. 
when we did something right, we were rewarded with freedom. Do the dishes, you can play outside. Do the laundry, you can do outside. Do your homework, you can play outside. So in my mind, being outside means mommy and daddy are happy with me. I did a good job. And so my, I have this theory, like my personal training clients who are overweight, a lot of them were rewarded with food. Right. A lot of my clients who have a lot of money were rewarded with money. I'm not overweight. I don't have a lot of money, but I love. I've traveled the world a lot, and I love to play outside because that's what I was rewarded with, and I seek that out then now as an adult. So you went to school on a full running scholarship. Well, a lot of it was financial aid, but the rest of it was running scholarship. Yeah. And you went to school where? Georgetown in Washington D.C. Okay, and so, but you're from Seattle. Yes. So when you got done with school, you mean we wanted to go back? Uh, yeah, I really love my family, and most of my family is over there. Right. Um, and I love the Pacific Northwest. I mean, there's there, DC is beautiful with its water and its culture, um, but they don't have mountains. Right. And I miss the mountains. Right. And I miss the ocean. So, so after Washougal, which was what month last year? August of last year. So the only I'm trying to think the only races you've even been at since then have been is it been Atlas and a couple more Spartans? Um. So yeah, two Atlas, and then I've done. So I actually won the. Um, Nebraska, my second race I ever did for Spartan. You won the Nebraska Sprint? I won the Nebraska Sprint. Where was, it, was it? It was in Lincoln City. It was in Lincoln, Nebraska. And my husband's from there. So it was his birthday weekend, and we happened to be in town for that. And I was like, oh my gosh, there's a Spartan race that weekend. My husband is so cool that he woke up and drove me an hour or two there and totally cheered and me on. did you beat Amelia for that one? Um, you know, Amelia was there, but she had just gotten her injury. Oh, wow. She didn't do that race, and she didn't end up racing for three more months after that. Right. So I just remember seeing Amelia, who I don't know very well, necessarily, and then she counted me on Facebook. And I remember seeing her, knowing she was really good at that point, I learned, oh, she's really, really good. And uh, I remember seeing her at the start line, and she was kind enough to walk up and say, "Hey, um, you know, good luck." Because she she introduced me; she knew who I was. And she said, "Hey, you know, good luck." And I was like, oh, "Are you? What do you mean?" She's on the other side of the fence, and she was like, "Oh, I hurt my back." And she started to like tear up a little bit, and like I started to tear up a little bit. I was like, "Oh!" Like my first instinct wasn't like, "Sweet, the toughest competition is gone. I'm gonna totally rock this." It was like. Oh, that sucks. Right. I've been there before. Like, you just want to run. You want to race. You want to do what you trained to do. And you drove all the way there. And you can't do it. And it just sucks, you know? At that point, it's not just about winning. It's about just going out there and enjoying what your body is normally very capable of doing. Right. Um, so, anyway, so, you know, Nebraska. Um, I won Nebraska. And then I won Malibu. And then I won Temecula Super. Then I got second in Arizona, doggone spear throw. And then, oh, then I got second in the um, Temecula Spartan race the second day because I went off course. In the lead, went off course. April followed me. Tyanne followed me. The second day? The second day. So Sunday. you already knew the course? Nope. It's because of sprint. First day was a super. Second day was a sprint. Oh, that's right. That's yeah. right. I did, the, I did that sprint. I was there yeah. that day. So was, there was a sharp turn. KK won that race. Yeah. There's a sharp turn after the... Um, downhill portion and I come from a, like a half mile background 800 meter background like I came within a second of the qualifying time in 2012 for the Olympic trials like I was an 800 meter state champion a couple times in high school like within my first year of running around 213 like 800 is, is like I have middle distance speed that is where I naturally first started out so when I go downhill I go downhill hard right I have no fear going downhill so if I go downhill hard and I'm trying not to trip so I'm looking at the ground by the time I looked up to look where I was, I was literally well into the parking lot. Like I'm sure that there was a flood. Like, I'm not trying to. Like, I'm not trying to say it was a flood. Well, I'm just saying, 
<laughs> if there was a flag, and I'm sure there was, I was so far beyond that flag by the time I looked up, which obviously means that I need to practice sprinting down hard and looking up. Like, I'm not, I'm taking first responsibility to be able to look up and sprint, look up and sprint. But I just remember looking up and being like, there's a car within eight feet of me right now. Like, where am I? And then I saw April and Tyane with me. Right, like running up towards me, like oh, there goes there goes my lead, and we're all three just like literally at a standstill, like where do we go? And then we see KK and Pink whizzing by, you know, like you know, 75 feet away, and we're like, Duh! so we all go running past and you know, running back in, and I was able to uh, get second, which I'm grateful for. But there's something about being like, ah, oh, man, take that, but like, I keep on feeling like I get. There are times I've lost my lead due to either not knowing what to do at an obstacle or the spear throw or getting lost. I've lost a lead at least three, if not four times. Right. And then I lost the lead too this last weekend in the gamble because somehow everybody knew to go left. I didn't even know which was short or longer. Like, I guess there was a sign, but I couldn't read it. I was running hard. Like, uh, So I just remember being like... Go, starting to go, I'm like, oh, left, right, I don't know. Can I give you some going. free? Can I give you some free coaching? Sure. Because I always ask. I go up to the guys. But are you allowed to? Of course I thought, you are. I thought you weren't allowed to. You're not allowed to run the course the day before. Like, no, no, I'm no, still no, trying no. to figure and out the, what you are or aren't allowed to no, no, do. No, no, no. I'm saying I would go up to McGee and go, McGee, which one are you going to do? And he's like, oh, left, absolutely. Take the shorter one. But and I'll be like, how okay. Did he, but how did he know it was shorter? I don't know, but they've always been right. But I mean, how do they know? Like, my question is this: there's like, there's some insider information going on. Like, it's not. It's really not. I'm telling you, it's not insider information. It's, it's. Whatever I'm just telling you that in like, Georgia and in know? Carolina, all those guys went the same way. That's what I mean. And how, I and how I went do the they way. know? How do they find out? Who they ask? They don't do find out. They're just they know like as a racer like that shorter that shorter harder is better than but longer easier. How do easier. they know what shorter? It says. Harder. It says. But what if? But 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 I'm running so hard. I didn't have time to stop and read that. I didn't see it. I went up to. I'm just running. No, it, the, you got to read the words. One says shorter, longer. One says harder, but easier, I or didn't, whatever. I didn't like. I didn't know that their words were there. Like I guess okay, I have well never enough races. Like, okay, well does now it you always know. say shorter, harder, longer. Like it'll the guy. Yeah, so it'll say like here you've got to climb this, but it's shorter. This is just flat, so but it'll it's longer. So it actually describe it. This is this and this and this and this is this. Yeah. In Tyne's blog, she said that she talked to the race director the day before, and I was like, really? We're allowed to talk to the race directors the day before? Like. This is good to know. I, I would it was say, cheating, I, w- I would great. say it's it's o- it's always. <laughs> let me put you this way: it's always the forgiveness versus permission thing. So it's like really because I just don't want to be like docked off of a podium because oh you cheated in some way. It's like I don't want to cheat. Like no 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 no. I don't I'm want s- an unfair advantage. I just don't want to be at a disadvantage. I'm saying I'm, like, a disadvantage. I'm saying that if you if you show up to the course the day before and you see someone from Spartan, you ask them the question and they answer it great. If they say I can't tell you, they can't tell you. But clearly, these guys. What know- if they're telling some people but not others? Like, at what point is it fair? Like, I guess that's my question. Like, how do we? You're overthinking. You're overthinking the situation. I guess so. It's like the Catholic guilt inside of me. It's like I don't want to cheat and be unfair. I asked. I'm telling you, at Georgia and Carolina, yeah. I asked the guys, and they unequivocally were like the shorter one. Like, no matter what, they just said that's the one to take. I didn't. They knew it was. And then the they were. Right. And then they were right. Yeah. And then the left, right, yeah. it tells you. Yeah. So in what 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 Spartan is? But I have astigmatism. Like maybe I can't read it very well when I'm running as hard as I can and sweating. And then you should and pay like, more attention. Or slow down, I guess. No, no. Then like you got like talk to your competitors, like because yeah. they're because they're gonna be like, oh yeah, I'm going I'm going yeah. left. Then great, go left. You know what I'm saying? So they know that left is shorter. Again, you're overthinking this. You have yeah. to read the sign. The sign says either. But I'm saying if you if you if you are running at full speed and there's a sign with small print and your eyes are blurry and like how do that's, you know? But that's part of racing though now. 
or yeah. asking or asking the guys you get to it. Like yeah, yeah that's true. Like asking the guys Yelling you get to out. it. Yeah. Like like which which one's which? And they'll be like, well, that's the long one. Great, thank you. I'll take this one yeah. or whatever. Okay, so no, you know, you gotta and, communicate as you go. And it's just like the whole getting lost thing. Like I'm the same way, dude. I a million times have looked up and been like, yep, not on the course. <laughs> so. So, and I'm not like you guys. I'm not in it to win it, but I still want to do my best. Sure. So I've got to continually look down yeah. and pay attention yeah. because if you don't, and they're getting better and better at it. So if you don't see markings within a couple seconds, you're off course. Yeah. Because otherwise yeah, you'll be seeing yeah. markings. But it's, it's like, keep in mind, like, I'm not necessarily complaining. I'm just trying to learn the sport. What's allowed? What's not allowed? You know? Right. Like, well, well, are we allowed to do this? Or like, what, what do I do? Like, well, how come you, every single other elite knew to go left, but I didn't? And, and, and I got burned. Like, I was, I came out of it, and I didn't see a single woman. And I was, there's a picture of me that's like, I was like, where are they? Like, I came out, and it was flat. It, like, well, no, so you learned. I was like, where are they? But that's I was the like, thi- but that, But, like, that's the thing. Like, like if you. able to still get up on the podium like the thing, my it, way, but Right. It it's like, and there, are, and there are people <laughs> like you that are new to the sport. Yeah. That, that's the thing. You just have to learn, because these people have a year head start on you, or two yeah. head start on you. Yeah. Where. They didn't know to drag the cinder block or the Tyrolean. Yeah, tra- yeah, or what's the yeah. easiest way to do the Tyrolean traverse? And yeah, so yeah, yeah. you just gotta talk. It's not like they hide the information. You yeah. can sit down with. You can get on Facebook and be like, "Hey, sure, what sure. do you guys do for this? What do you think about and that?" I, and I've looked up videos on how to do yeah. the Tyrolean traverse and stuff like that. Yeah, but I'm so, saying, yeah. but nobody like as competitive as we are. If we'll you message, share. if you yeah. message Amelia and ask her a question, she wouldn't be like, yeah. "I gotta tell and you." I've, and I've and I've given people advice too, like coaching advice, like, "Oh, you should try like practicing your downhill stuff, like to tie in, because she's great and she's cool." And like, I also like. I want good competition. Like, if I just wanted to go win a bunch of stuff, I'd go do my 5K race. I can't remember last time I didn't win a, a straight-up 5K road race in Seattle. Not trying to brag. I'm just saying, like... But that's not fun anymore. That's what I mean. Like, it, it, it's going to be far more what's your, fun. What's your PR, bro? Um, 16, 14, but on a track. And I've run under 16, under 17 on a, on a road, but, but not 16, 14. Right. But it's like... If it was just about winning, then I would go do that and, and feel good about myself. And win a but painting wanna, or whatever they and, give and away. And win whatever, things. which is great. You know, free another free pair of shoes, even though I already have But, like, I want a new challenge. And also, like, I really love people. Like, I love seeing other people happy. I love inspiring people. I love being inspired. And I know that someone else winning that road race that I've won for four years now, they go and win it. They get their picture in the paper the first time ever. They're going to be far more jazzed than me doing it. And it makes, I, and the, it I still, makes their freaking month. And I, and I still will be appreciated. I'm not like whatever. But like it's exactly. It's like sometimes if you're like your seven-time Olympian, I'm almost like, you know, I hope they do well. Don't get me wrong. Be like, maybe it's time for someone else to share. Like one Olympic gold versus your eighth. Like, I don't know. That one Olympic gold like makes you an Olympic champion. Like it's got to be a little more important maybe that one eighth. But um Anyway, so I'm still I'm learning the sport, right? And and and, I, and I've learned quite a bit by now. It's like I'm I'm just started yesterday, but uh, there's just so there's so many complexities within it, um, and there's so much to um, uh, you know work on, train for, technique to work on. Like you have your running speed, you have if you're running endurance, your stamina, then you have your overall strength, then you have your agility, then you have your you know. <sighs> ability to do, you know, rolling and burpees and all, and maybe you learn how to flip over a wall, maybe you learn how best to flip over a tower, and I also need to learn things like, this last race, I, they were, um, I ran up, I finally was catching up to like a million tie-in again, they were already um, doing their tire drag, dragging it back in, and I run up to where they are, and they go, oh no, the girls' tires are down there, I had to run like 30 feet down past like six or seven men's tires to get the other one, and I was just like, take nab it, you know? But that's part of the sport. I get that. But I'm also just learning, like, how do I start, how do I know to find those tires myself? 
Oh, you look for the pink block in the middle. Like now I'm like, okay, sandbags. I've always asked, which sandbag do I use? I mean, it's so intense. Like my heart goes up because I'm stressed out. Like I'm running, I'm going it's, as hard as I can. like, ones. <laughs> in there, it's, the answer's always the same. It's the pink one. So now I know just you run up, you look for the pile of pink sandbags, you, or, or if they're all white, it means everyone's using the same. And you go. So little things like that just makes for a smoother race. Right. I'm not getting like agitated, like, ah! and then I'm always feel like, sorry, you know, because I know you're just volunteering. <laughs> just like, relax, you know, race smarter, not harder. Know what to expect. Tire flipping. Last thing I was, other thing, I ran up to it, I was like, what tire? And just next time, run to the, you know, beginning of all the tires, run along to see one that's open that has a pink block inside. Instead of running up to the volunteer and saying, which one do I do? And they're like, ah, there, ah. You know? So I'm learning, and I'll, and I'll, and I'll get better at it. Right. Um, but even Margaret on the way here, she was like, yeah, I was talking to someone, so-and-so about you, and like, we think you'll be even better next year because you'll actually learn technique. Like, and you're like, yeah, you're right. Like, do a lot to learn. Like, and I appreciate it, but like, great. Yeah, not now, like, it's not that great. Like, I have a lot to learn, so I have right. a lot I can improve on in a good way. Like, I, I've missed almost every script I've hit two ever right. out of like seven or eight now, so it's like, I just need to Amelia, Amelia barely hits the spare, too. Really? Yeah. So I guess you know, after, it, after 50 races. Really? Yeah, so there's that. But like, I can, like, I played football as a kid so much, like, I can throw. Like, Do you have a spear in your backyard? Well, I, my husband did make me a spear, but the problem is that it's not, it's just like a, a, a it's like a, 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 a big bale of hay on the ground that's covered in grass at this point, right? Like, it's not set up and it only like 10 feet away. Like I need to, I need to find a way to set it up. Now I know the dimensions, 25 feet away, four feet in there. Like I need to set it up like that so I can practice like that, not just 10 feet away on the ground, which is just not the same. And I think this last race, um, I'd done some practicing in the last month, even though it's not perfect dimension or anything, but, but I mean, I'm nailing them over and over and over. I'm like, okay, I'm getting better. I can do this. Right. But I wasn't prepared for when I got to this last race, when I got the spear throw, there were like six spears in the bale of hay and I was just like oh crap like now I don't just aim for the middle of the bale of hay like I used to and I have to like why wouldn't you go to a different hay well and now I know okay next time that happens it's worth the five seconds it takes to go to the because otherwise you drink like at least 90 to 2 minutes 90 seconds to 2 minutes of burpees like walk to the next place wait for something if you have to Cookie was saying he'll he'll sometimes ask a volunteer to take the the the, the spears down. I, I do. I really? would. I, yeah. Dude, I always use a blank slate. Really? I, I don't want to see one spear there. Really? Absolutely. It really, it really. I was just like, oh crap. Uh, okay, I guess I'll shoot for the bottom corner. That they, uh, and it just it didn't obviously it didn't work. So things I'm learning, right? Things right. I'm learning. And sometimes, you know, you can write a book, and I'm thrilled to, to to read Margaret's book and get all the tricks and tips and all that. But sometimes you just have to be out there and be like, oh, I never thought of this. Okay, now I'm going to go home and make six spears and put them all in my, spe- you know, <laughs> bill of hay so I can practice hitting around it or just practice saying, okay, go to the spear throw, find yeah, the one. Find an empty one. Yeah, yeah, find I, would, one I wouldn't wait for them to remove them because you're going to be too much of a hurry. Yeah. But if you're in the elite heat, trust yeah. me, there's going to be at least one that's wide open or that only yeah. has one. That or you can only ask, has one. You can ask a volunteer to go, hey, grab that or Please, if it's yeah. just in the right corner. Yeah, it's just in the corner. Of the right. Deal, yeah. So let's get to, um, let's get to today. What did you think of, uh, what did you think of the the conference today um so so one quick question is before we go too much into the record stuff so I do you want to hit pause no 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 not necessarily but so I basically no I've only been with Spartan now for like what six weeks right right I was with Alice before that though not on contract so I didn't like leave any contract or anything but 
and even though I've been racing for seven months now, like, I'm still relatively, like, I was still, when I first did the first race, I wanted to do more, but I wasn't necessarily going to, like, give up my entire running career that I worked 17 years to build, right? So it's like, I've only now, like, slowly but surely been like, oh, okay, and I've won a few of them and done well, like, I think I'm willing to give up my Olympic goals, my Olympic trials goal for now to pursue this other um, sport. So that being said, I'm only now, you know, getting more and more confidence to, like, dive more into the sport, dive more into the culture, um, switch my whole original training schedule around from my normal road races in track and field races. I mean, every I've been at the same for invite last weekend. Every single last weekend for the last probably 10 years almost, you know, seeing my best friends down there. But I'm willing to sacrifice that for this ops racing career. I'm babbling on. Here's my point. I don't really know all the dynamics that's going on, that are going on, right? So when I have someone calling me up a month ago or so, two months ago almost, whatever, or send me an email saying, hey, we want to make the sport better in order for this to do at the Olympics, we need to have a governing body. And I'm thinking, oh yeah, all the sports I've done have had governing bodies. USA track and field, USA triathlon, I dabbled on that a little bit. Like, oh, it makes sense to me. So I'm like, oh, wow, I'm honored you want my opinion and stuff. Like, I'd be happy to get my opinion. Okay, great. And then, like, one week ago, I'm talking to Robert Coble, and he's like, oh, so you're going to that meeting thing? And I was like, yeah. And he's like, oh, okay. That's, he's like, okay. Uh, you know, um, I was going to go, too. He's like, you know, but we do have our own federation, so I don't know. And I was like, oh, okay. He's like, but you probably didn't know that. I was like, yeah, no, I, I don't. It's like, I'm, I'm out of in the dark, right? Like, I don't really know all that's going on. I don't know the dynamics between this group and that group and Nobody who wants does, to squash you. Right. right, yeah. Nobody does. So it's kind of like, okay, I'm really grateful to Spartan, right? Like, Spartan is um, my sponsor now, my main sponsor, right? So I want to work with them. I want to build their brand, all that stuff, right? Um, at the same time, though, it's like, so if I go, like, am I going against anything for them? Are they not happy with this or that? Like, and at what point do I um, need to really... Uh, be fully immersed in what they're doing and what point do I need to also think about just um, raising the sport the level of the sport as a whole and what that needs and right. what that might need but you know, it, so it's like but I, again I say talk to your fellow athletes I mean talk to Amelia talk to David talk to yeah. all these guys and yeah. say what do you think I mean they're here so I think people yeah. vote with their feet I think if yeah. this were a year ago, it wouldn't have been. I think a year yeah. ago, people were a lot more under the Spartan spell, so to speak, mm. and they thought the sun rises and sets and that's it. Mm-hmm. But now that they've they've seen that, yeah, there's been a lot of starts and stops with these other companies, but but there has to be there has to be something else, or there probably is going to be something else. Yeah. So that's why they're here checking this out. Well, and, and all I know is this. So so even so, when I first heard from from Sam, I was still racing with Atlas Pro Team, right? And I heard from, his email was sent to Scott and Lance, who then forwarded it to me. So, I'm just like, oh, okay, well, clearly Scott and Lance are, and he said Scott and Lance were going to go, so clearly I'm like, oh, okay, well, they're into it, like, this must be a great thing. Like, race directors are like, everyone's like, oh, cool, great. So, let's keep this moving. Let's try to get the Olympics 2020, like, come on, before I'm, like, 50, let's do this, right? So... Before I'm 50. Yeah. So, it's like, okay, cool. Um... And then I'm starting to learn, like, oh, but then Spartan has this federation. As, as I'm hearing, as I already have a ticket here and stuff. But, but Robert didn't say don't come. He didn't even say anything negative. It's only, like, yesterday that I've heard, or two days ago, I've heard, like, oh, you're going to that? Like, oh, why? From a from one of my super-duper, um, totally Spartan friends. It's like, oh, well, am, I, is there, am I doing something wrong? Like, what, what, I don't understand. Like, what's going on? <laughs> so, anyways, as far as this meeting today, I met... A lot of amazing people. Like one thing was just 
I'm here. I'm networking. I'm meeting really, really awesome people in the obstacle racing community, and I'm and I'm and I'm really getting into obstacle racing, like really, really, really. So I want to meet as many people as I can. I want to help out in any way that I can. Um, and I looks like I'm about to say something really, really important and good, but I'm just trying to actually think back to what the original question was. What did I think of the meeting? <laughs> um. This is what it is. So, I'm looking at how this, what from the little, little in a way that I know about the sport as far as just like doing seven or eight races, right? Like, but I do my research and I, and I know a, a fair amount, but still, not in it for years or anything. And um, I'm thinking, okay, this is great in so many ways, exciting and uh, getting people off the couch and out here racing. But then I'm thinking, hmm, gosh, there are all these championship races. Like, is there any drug testing? Gosh, there isn't any drug testing in there, is there? Any gosh, what? any drug testing. It's like drug testing. It's like, oh, geez. And then I look at, and I do this, um, like, Atlas race. I'm like, gosh, this is video of us doing these burpee broad jumps. And I'm doing them. And I'm, once again, I'm in the lead. And I'm doing these burpee broad jumps, which I don't do. I don't do CrossFit, so I don't do them very often. I've, like, only done them once ever before. Doing these burpee broad jumps. And as far as I know about them, you have to stick your feet. You go down to every single person in the picture, in the video. So the next, what, four elite women, every single one of them took steps in between their burpee broad jumps. And I was like... What? What's one? It's really loud, so I was having you wait till. Oh, got it. Go ahead. So I just remember looking at the video put on Facebook, and I was like, oh, that was put on Facebook. And I was like, oh, I'm doing these burpee broad jumps, like sticking each one, going down, sticking one. And every single one of the, like, four to five elite women in the race right behind me, every single one of them at some point took a step or two or every time, you know? And I was like, this is the type of stuff that just, like, so... Am I missing something? Like, I'm, I want to do it well. If I'm going to do something, I want to do it well, and I want to do it right. But then I'm seeing that I'm being put at a disadvantage by trying to do it well and right. So it's like, and some people are saying, oh, well, you just have to, like, roll with the sport. Like, yeah, ask for, for forgiveness instead of, but it's like, but that's, I'm not used to that. So I'm coming from track and field. Things are regulated to a T. You win by a nose. My friend's old boyfriend, Wallace Spearman, he had his bronze medal taken away in the Olympics because his foot was on barely on the white line in the 200 meters. Like, I'm used to things being down to a T detail. You do it right or you are cut out. You will get your Olympic medal taken away from you. So I'm like... I think, I think, you're, I think it's okay that you're erring in that direction. I think it's you. honorable. Thank I think you. it's awesome. Thank you. Yeah, no, there, thanks. There, there, there are athletes like you that you know, the whole cheating controversy and the burpee controversy has come up a million times. Yeah. But most people don't have that in your in their heart. Like, you sleep good at night because you know you I didn't, do. You didn't really cut any do. corners. Yeah. So, I think when I said forgiveness rather than permission, I wasn't... I think to... I didn't think of it in the context of cheating. I just thought of the thing like... Why not ask the question and then find out later? If, if the, I'm just saying, yeah. ask the question first... But if you don't know that's in there, obviously you don't know to ask the Ruby yeah, Roger thing. Mean, yeah. But like, but something like something like there's a split. Are we allowed to ask? Just go up and ask. If they say no, they say no. But what but, if I didn't know there's a split? Like I happened to be able to go. Like I flew in the day before, in the afternoon. Like I barely had time to did go. Did you the win course. that race, by the way? I the Burpee Broad Jump race. Did you win that race? No. Do you want to know why? I was favored to win. I was told. I was told. Oh, Rose, the, the race director two days before said, "Get ready to expand your bank account. You're going to win a lot of money." Like I was the favorite to win. Da 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 da. A lot of people. Oh, you're Rose. You're you're yeah. You're great. And I made the mistake 
of cutting back a little bit in my uh, business because I was like, oh, OCR has all this money. Like, okay, mistake, because it's so unpredictable. Because guess what? I just started doing OCR training recently. Like, I only really started ramping up more this year. Like, oh, okay, well, I think this is really going well. Like, this could be something. I should, maybe I should start not just doing my run training and normal lifting, but, like, add in some obstacle-specific stuff. So I got a weight fest and started with, like, you know, four pounds, doing things once in a while. But guess what? They had a 60-pound sandbag carry up a super steep hill and down, but then for an entire mile. So, so who passed you when that happened? Well, the CrossFitters, of course. So who was that? Amelia, Tyanne, and April. They all passed you? Oh, yeah. Yeah. With Lauren on uh, close by, too. Yeah. So, Lauren Ho? Yeah. Yeah, she's awesome. But um, So you finished fifth in that race? I or? finished fourth. Lauren Ho was right behind me. But your team won, yes? Nope. Third. Third. I'm not saying we're supposed to win, but like it was, you know, they were excited about us. We had a good, right. we had a good solid team. Right. Like I, I, I think. Listen, I think. And back, different course, we could have won. Like no, we did get I, the sandbag carry. Like we were, we, we, our positioning before the sandbag carry was right. very good. Lauren High were up there. Listen, my yeah. friend, I think keep, keep, keep doing what you're doing on the sticking to the rules. That yeah. honestly, because I think it really is. We need more people like that. We need people to model what the thing is. Yeah. My friend Janice, she made this great video of three different, three different women doing burpees. Yeah. And, and what the time difference was. It was amazing. Interesting. I love right? this video. Oh, it's awesome. Yeah, Janice, huh? Janice Marie Ferguson. Janice, she has a okay. she has a um, she has a CrossFit box in Mississippi. Yeah. Cool. Um, I think it, I hope I'm speaking correctly. If not, I'll fix. I'll talk about this afterwards. But sure. but I'll show you later. Um, and keep keep being the honorable person, and you'll you know what I'm saying. And I yeah. think that'll serve. You and know, did you talk? To, did you talk to Sarah at all? Paulson. Yeah, a little Paulson. bit. Yeah, okay. She Paul. had she had an experience where they took second away from her because they they you know they say they're videotaping all the obstacles. Yeah. They're not, right. but the one they videotape is the spear, yeah. and she'd miscounted. Now mm. she didn't count. A volunteer said go. And oh, so in her mind, shoot. right? But she owned it. She goes, you know what? Fuck that. It's on cut, me. Yeah. I should have counted myself, and now I count my Good own. Good for her. Amazing, right? Good and that's her. what we need. Exactly. I think we need more people like and, that. And, and, and don't get me wrong. Like, and I appreciate what you're saying, and I, and I agree with everything you're saying. But when you say things like, um, when you people who are honorable, like you, like I'm not trying to say by default that my being honorable meant that they were being dishonorable. I got it. It's one of those things where it's like the it's, rules aren't clear. So, and and, 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 and I made a comment, like a, I made like a funny comment, like oh oh I didn't know we could take a step in between the burpee bar jumps, haha, ha, like wink wink, like I'm not complaining, but I just kind of like made the comment as Tyane posted the video, and um, and Tyane or someone was like oh good on you for sticking well, and and Amelia was like oh man goodness knows like I can't even stick them if I wanted to like even on a track you know so like everyone was just like cool like really cool like I seriously my competitors are really cool they've been nothing but really cool you know as far as I know they think I'm cool maybe they have the voodoo dolls of me but but, but, <laughs> I, but, I, but I think that they think I'm cool too like right. you know so um I think there's been a good a good atmosphere a good relationship there in general so I, I think that's important especially when we get to a point maybe where there are teams races and things like that um, but anyways, my point though is just that, you know, it's like, I could do crappier, I, mean, I would love to take a step between my burpee bob jumps if that's allowed. If it's like, oh yeah, just kind of do them as you can. But in my mind, it's like, if you're going to do them, you do them well, you do them correctly, you do them the best way possible. And so I don't really, I mean, I don't necessarily want to just do it not so great because everyone else does and no one's really regulating it. Like, that's why, partly why I'm here too. Like, I'd like to see some regulation. Like, I'd like to see some, um 
good solid safety standards. If I'm going to have my clients, my personal training clients, do obstacle races, like my husband and I are thinking of doing a whole obstacle racing or obstacle course, um, like you know, class and boot camp, and maybe have our own gym someday, obstacle racing specific. Well, I need to know that people are going to feel safe doing these races, right? So it's like I want some sort of governing body, whether it's Spartan for Spartan and USOCR for all the other races or whatever. Like, I'm not in it long enough to be like, ah, I want this or that. Like, I'm just like, hey, whatever I can do to help there be more, you know, fairness, regulations, drug testing, all that kind of stuff is great. So whatever that looks like. <laughs> all right. We'll, well see I how think, it I, think I think we covered a lot of ground, Rose. I think we could talk a lot more too. Sure. So but yeah. I'm gonna let's let's okay. call it like a day for now. Sounds but good. thank you so so much, seriously. <laughs> well that's gonna do it folks. That's it and that's all. Father's Day episode two thousand fourteen, or whenever you're listening to this, because the way the internet works, this could be a year from now, or tomorrow, or the next day. But happy Father's Day anyway, wherever you are, people and dads. Uh, I've got the death race coming up. How exciting is that? Uh, also, Battle Frog Carolina next weekend. That's really exciting. Uh, Battle Frog Georgia was great. Everybody loved it. New player on the block, blah, blah, blah. So I'll be there. Uh, we actually have a video up already if you go to our website about Battle Frog, but I'll be sure to do probably some more interviews. And uh, that's going to be it. Go buy the book. I got to run. Thank you.